0: Welcome to Vango Notes for Pre-Hospital Emergency Care by Joseph J. Mistovich. Chapter 1. Introduction to Emergency Medical Care. Section 1. Big Ideas. Luckily, most of us don't remember the days before modern emergency medical services systems, back when funeral homes transported sick and injured people to the hospital and patients didn't begin to receive life-saving medical attention until after arriving at the hospital. Today, our modern EMS system begins providing high quality emergency care at the scene of the accident or injury and en route to the hospital. Countless lives have been saved or improved as a result of the EMS system. In this chapter, you received an overview of the EMS system, including its history, current standards, levels of training, and its part in a community's overall health care system. You also learned a lot about what it takes to be a successful emergency medical technician, or EMT. In this audio review, we'll go over the six important moments in EMS system history and discuss the four nationally recognized levels of EMS practitioners. So, let's start our review with the history of the EMS system. Chapter 1 highlighted six significant historic developments that impacted the evolution of our current EMS system. I'll list them here and then go back and give you a little detail on each. The 6 important developments in the history of the EMS system are: number 1, the Highway Safety Act of 1966; number 2, the Emergency Medical Services System Act of 1973; number 3, the advent of public CPR training; number four, the 1993 release of the National Emergency Medical Services Education and Practice Blueprint, number five, the 1996 publication of the EMS Agenda for the Future, and number six, the 2005 release of the National EMS Scope of Practice Model. Now, I'll go back and give you a quick note on each of these. First, let's talk about the Highway Safety Act of 1966, which is really the birthplace of a federally recognized EMS. The Highway Safety Act of 1966 required states to establish federally certified highway safety programs that include emergency services. As a result, the NHTSA, which is part of the Department of Transportation, led the charge in developing emergency medical services, with a focus on improving the education of pre-hospital personnel and the development of national standard curricula. Today's EMS programs have grown and developed as a direct result of the NHTSA's initiative under the Highway Safety Act of 1966. The second important development in the history of the EMS system is the Emergency Medical Services System Act of 1973. This act is important to remember because it dedicated millions of dollars of funding to EMS system planning and implementation, personnel availability, and training. Number three in our list of watershed moments is the advent of public CPR training. It was the American Heart Association that first began teaching CPR and basic life support to the public. This exposed the masses to information and techniques previously unavailable to the non-medical community. Today, completion of a CPR course is a prerequisite to the EMT course. Fourth in our list of important moments in EMS history is the 1993 release of the National Emergency Medical Services Education and Practice Blueprint. The National Registry of EMTs developed the blueprint, which defines issues related to EMS training and education. The blueprint is important because it would go on to guide the development of national training curricula for EMS systems. The fifth significant thing to remember about EMS history is the 1996 publication of the EMS Agenda for the Future. Issued by the NHTSA, which you'll remember is the acronym for the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, the EMS Agenda for the Future intended to make EMS an even greater component in the U.S.'s healthcare system. In 2000, a follow-up document was released entitled The EMS Education Agenda, a Systems Approach, which addressed consistency in the education, training, and certification and licensure of entry-level EMS personnel nationally. The 6th and final historic development you should remember is the 2005 release of the National EMS Scope of Practice Model. The Scope of Practice, also produced by the NHTSA, officially names the four levels of EMS licensure and specifies what knowledge and skills are required at each level. We'll talk more about the scope of